The plunge is always scary, but taking it always pays off. So without succumbing to fear, let's dive in. Right, I think we are live. Yep, we're live. What's up, guys? We're live. We're recording. <laughs> we're recording. <laughs> we're not live. Given how little editing we do, though, it's as we if we're may, live. Yeah, we, we may, may as, as well, well be, be live. live. We don't edit much. We just listen to a different podcast where he said everything is intentional and he really edits. We don't like editing. No, well, he said he's the middle ground between him and, and then uh, Carl in Hardcore History. The guy releases one podcast every few months. Yeah, because his are really fine-tuned machines. Yeah, very precise. Ours, less so. Yeah, so anyhow, it, it might as well be the case that we're live. <laughs> All right, so uh, what, what should we talk about? Uh, what should we talk about? What should we talk about? I have big updates, I guess, on my uh, schedule, schedule, so that's yeah, a natural hear about that. place to continue. Um, so I could talk about what my experience has been like on the schedule or uh, lay out my nighttime schedule. Which no, I let's just, hear about what your experience about has been on the schedule. My experience on the schedule. All right, so let me pull up my, uh, my schedule. So one thing I've noticed about being on a schedule is you can't remember anything. It's all got to be on the schedule. Otherwise, and if not, it doesn't exist. Yeah, I don't know what's going on anymore. I don't, I don't think much. Um, so to review the schedule, I've been doing Mignon been very nice. Um, we can talk more about that. I guess I don't know if I'm ready at what I have to say about that yet. Meditating has been good for so it's 8 to 8.45 minyan, meditating 9 to 9.30. It's been good meditating. I don't know if I'm doing the best job. I think I might be jumbling too many different styles of meditation into a mix and I think it might be problematic. Um, so I don't know what to do about that. I guess we could discuss that. Um, so we went on the retreat. We learned one style of meditation where you use your awareness to circle your body um, and then I'm doing the SAM app which is trying to realize that the self is an illusion. I did a really weird exercise in that one. We could do it now quickly. So take an object and look at an object and notice that you're looking at an object. You Something is looking at an object and then turn the attention inwards and look for what is doing the looking. And in like a second, like a snap of a second, he said the realization should feel that you don't see anything. So look at the object, steady. Turn it inward. I don't, I don't quite know. It was challenging, bottom line. But it's challenging, yeah. I don't know if I was able to see nothingness. I don't know. So anyway, I'm doing that style. And then now part of the yoga thing came with a whole meditation, different teachers, hundreds of teachers. Yoga is a little meditation style. So I'm getting a little mixed up, I think. And the Tai Chi. Yeah, so the breathing. Okay, so I'll get into more of it. Fine. So that's my meditation. It's been good, but I don't know if I'm having the best sessions. Also, I'm spacey. You know, I guess that's part of it. On on the meditation, did you do you listen to the lessons in Sam Harris's meditation app ever? Uh, Occasional. So I listened to one today, walking. Yeah. And it's about walking meditation, and I realized everyone walks every day, Mm -hmm. and you could if you just always meditate while walking you're getting in tons of time of meditation a day. 
yeah, you have to shut off your podcast and your music. So I did it. So I did it today. Yeah. Well, I'd much rather listen to podcasts in my home and meditate while I'm walking. You would. I like. Why isn't that the main time people listen when they're on the go? Yeah, but then you're going to meditate when you're at home when you could do anything. Hmm. Well, I think you need to meditate at home too, but fine, yeah. Okay, yeah, of course. The question is if, yeah, mindfulness, you could, okay, you could do any task mindfully. Sure, but walking is a, is a very simple one and you do it every day so you can develop a routine for it. Uh, a Obviously, you can meditate it. while washing dishes or whatever. But yeah, it was great. And this morning it was snowing, it's beautiful, and I'm walking and I just see my field of vision and the sensations as I walk and I see, it was almost like I sort of felt like I was on a treadmill and the visuals, this screen was just sliding backwards past me. Reality was just like approaching me and moving past me. That sounds very cool. Yeah, and I was just felt, and I felt myself moving through space. It was a very interesting experience. You really enjoyed it. Yeah, I plan to do it more. It sounds great. Um, interesting. All right, cool. So adding that in into the gaps. Yeah, so I've been, like I've said before, I want to run wherever I go or skateboards. Yeah. I guess this maybe is a way to do it, be even more productive. Be, be more efficient, yeah. Yeah, because this is actually embracing what you're doing. I've been skateboarding to shul with music on, and that's a big question mark for me if that's what I should be doing or if I should be walking mindfully to shul. <laughs> I had that question mark already. Well, skateboarding with music on, I do it also, but it definitely decreases your expected lifespan. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Decreases. No doubt about it. I get sometimes where I like the music is blasting yeah. and I'm weaving between cars. Oh, well, you're in New York City. It's different than me. Okay, there's still cars on the street. Okay, but yeah. mine is, yours decreases your life. Well, I don't think mine yeah. severely decreases mine. It's a six minute skate. No, the odds that you get injured or killed on one skateboard event are very low, but when you start doing it every day, it adds up. Okay, leaving this piece out of it. Yeah, there's some chance that I'm going to get injured. I don't know if that I, I would be in a fatal accident. It doesn't seem okay, very likely. The cars aren't moving that fast. Yeah, I'm on a slow street, but I could get Severely injured. injured. That would be a big setback, an injury. Who wants to get injured? Yeah, bad, and it could plague you for the rest of your life. That's brutal. <laughs> Anyhow, I like it. Well, I think it might increase your life expectancy, though. My happiness? Yeah, just being youthful like that is, uh, is makes you younger, yeah. feel younger. Yeah, but you're not younger. I feel younger, and you should though. be youthful, and maybe you should be youthful in safer ways. No, I th it's okay. So this is another example. Uh, we're going uh, on a surfing trip. I realize a little now that the fear is my body is not as flexible as it once was. If I get ripped up in a crazy thing, that's going to actually—I uh, don't think my body recovers that quickly from that. Not even getting hit by the board, just, just like getting thrashed around. around. God, I'm not as so supple and flexible like I used to be. So uh, either. I shouldn't do it, or I should do it, and I just need to make sure that I'm prepared to do it. So maybe the same thing yeah. with skateboarding. Yeah. So you're just you just have to be prepared to get tons of needles <laughs> and car. metal put into your knee. I don't know. All right. Anyhow, so yes, I've been debating though if I should be skating there. I like the skate there though. It's very fun and it's like really an exciting activity. Yeah, it is. You fun. get a real jolt. You feel like you're. Uh, and the music is loud. You can't hear anything else. It's almost you like snowboarding down a mountain or something. So zen-like, yeah. It's great. You just get lost in it. Yeah, it's quick and I like it. So I don't know. All right. Anyhow, so that's that. Um, then my workout has become almost exclusively yoga. So I said that I wanted to find an app to do yoga on found an app called Yoga Glow. It's $20 a month. I would highly, highly recommend it to anyone that wants to do yoga. Infinite, high-quality yoga videos, 
very high line teachers in California, whatever, but like it's a good studio and I'm having my skepticism issues with some of the, the claims made in it. It's not like the most secular, mm. which I kind of get because why do I want the secular yoga? If you're going to teach me yoga, you would want to teach it. Teach me the authentic yoga and I'll secularize taught, it, yeah. Maybe. But they're teaching me the chakras, you're supposed to breathe in, this, I do a box breathing. It's like a visual, it just you use and then you have another visual, you overlay over it. Very interesting. Yeah, so you're doing, I, I was just demonstrating with my hand, but you're making like a box across your consciousness with your breathing and then you have a circular one overlaying. So you imagine you're breathing from corner to corner? I'm really just getting my feet wet with this stuff, you know, it's, uh, if you want to do it. It's inhale, imagine going up one of them. Oh, it's through nostrils also, so it's a pranayama breathing. Is that yeah, the one I figured with alternating through the nostrils. nostrils oh, alternating nostrils, yeah, oh boy. Like, so it's an intense exercise. And then it's a thing, and then hold down. And then change nostrils. I don't know, there's tons of stuff. This I'm barely scratching the surface. Very interesting. Yeah, so, exactly. And no, no uh, gym, weightlifting, bodybuilding. So I kind of feel a little guilty to to put my body through that. It's really very against the purpose of the yoga. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm also guilty to do Wim Hof. I, I haven't really been doing Wim Hof. Why are you Hof. guilty to do Wim Hof? It's it more aggressive? It seems like such an aggressive way to go about the problem. Yeah. yeah you want to work on your breathing. I wanna, yeah, I want to not just work on your breathing. No, but I want to work on my breathing. And now let me take my breathing to the limits. It's the exact same. It's the equivalent of weightlifting for yeah, your breathing. Let me take my breathing to its extremist limits and beat my nervous system into submission. Maybe it's still valuable. I'm not saying I'm never going to do it again at all. I might lift tomorrow. But I have been feeling like... Yeah, they're, they're very opposites. I see like meditation and yoga and weightlifting and Wim Hof. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that you can't bridge them on your own. Like, I, I, you know, I could meditate and then go do my strength lifting back to meditation. Maybe it's good to, to play with it, with the different styles. Yeah, that's not, it's just that when I know, the, the yoga is teaching you, you know, treat your body with a lot of respect. Don't throw it through things that it can't handle. Keep it very nice, move it gracefully, use it gracefully, be strong, but uh, through the way, the proper way to use your body, you know, then this is like, I don't know, my joints might be aching tomorrow. I don't know what I'm doing, if I could really even handle this, but just I'm gonna do it and then I'm gonna eat tomorrow and my body will figure out how to handle it. Just a very different approach. Yeah. Maybe there's a way to mindfully lift or lift lighter weights. Uh, that's what I think I would maybe transition more towards. Yeah. But the problem is the, the weights that I would like to be able to lift and have it feel very easy are not the weights that I could lift yet. Like I'd like to, let's say you want to be able to squat a plate on each side and do that, you know, mindfully, gracefully, but actually maybe I'm getting what there. What is the goal of the numbers though? I just think that there's a certain amount of strength that we should be able to have in a, that's in a very, uh, yeah, but it's very body dependent. Way. It's very dependent on Yeah, sure. Body. I said the, the numbers are arbitrary. There should be, I should find numbers that actually mean something to me. And that's, that's probably something tough to do because, you know, I'm, I'm not a And how do you get there? Scientist. Also, how do you get there? So you could get there the yoga route by, you know, just doing what you, what's your body's comfortable with and very, very slowly increasing the weight. It's not even, right, it's, you're doing a lot of things that you're uncomfortable with, but you're doing it all in a... Respectful way, yeah. Yeah, I don't know how to explain it, really. Yeah, or you could just keep pushing your body to its limits and in a few months you'll be able to... Do far your more than you could have done. Yeah. yeah, it's the same thing with Wim Hof. So I don't know. Maybe I'll integrate it. I've just been like, 
I have the 30 minutes, I'll just do the yoga. I feel like. And I don't really think I'm pushing my body to the extremes. I'm not, I'm not like injuring any part of my body. So you're also younger than I'm, me. Yeah, maybe I'm younger. My body could, uh, could recover better. Yeah, I was trying to squat. You remember my knees started hurting. Uh, do I want that night to feel very sore? Like today, I'm coming to the city. I'm doing 30 minutes this morning. If I lift heavy, there's a chance I'm going to be, it at least will be co cognizant of the fact that I don't feel my best. Yeah. But how do you define feeling your best? Like when you feel sore after lifting, you love it. I like the feeling, but it, but that's cause I wouldn't want to go on a long car ride after I lifted. It's uh -huh. just like things, whereas the yoga, I feel like it's preparing me for life more. Whereas yeah. the other one, your life has to prepare you for the... Yeah. The, lift, the lift drains you, whereas yoga maybe re revitalizes Something you. like that, yeah. yeah. So like to have the... I don't know, maybe I will do it. The other thing with lifting is that, and I, I had this ran down as something to talk about, is that it's very easy to use impure motives to get yourself to lift. You know, like you could use vanity, that's the easiest vanity or competitiveness to yeah. lift, very easy to use it. And when you have a goal of lifting, it makes sense to use it. You'd be like, okay, I might as well, I wanna lift more. So if, uh, if this is the easy way, I'll just look in the mirror and I'll use it as motivation. Yeah. Um, so I was thinking in general, is that a smart tactic or is that a dangerous tactic? Um, Vanity, competitiveness, anger. Yeah, using dark or impure, I, I put it as emotions, exactly, as, as motivation. The dark side of the force. The dark side of the force, which we discussed. This is a little less dark. Vanity is such a tricky one, though. Yeah, Because it, it overlaps so much with, like, building up your yourself, you know, oh, I want to look good, why shouldn't I look, you know, like. Yeah, yeah, it's a tricky one. There's a, pr a certain amount of vanity that we would think is healthy. Something like that, yeah. Like, you shouldn't just be wearing, you know, whatever clothes you wore yesterday, which are the clothes you wore the day before, and, you know, that could extend for months. And they could be ripped and smelling. Right. And, yeah. So this was a discussion we had a little bit off the uh, thing. That So I had a friend who seems to be very minimally uh, encouraged by ego. And so much so, though, that he wouldn't care. He doesn't care at all. Like, if he's fired, he'd just be like, oh, yeah, okay, I didn't want to do that job anyway. No problem. The, the fact that it's a statement about his uh, skills, not relevant. Yeah. That seems, to me, uh, maybe I'm very egotistical. I would be devastated. It would be a huge blow to my ego. Or maybe he's sheltered from, from, from his ego because he knows that it's not really a, endeavor, you know, a job that he was giving his best because he doesn't care about it. He doesn't enjoy it, and so it's not a blow to his ego. I attach everything that I do to my ego. To your ego, yeah. I, I use my ego as motivation to do everything that I do. It's basically the impure motivation. Like, I'm, whatever I'm doing, I, I want to do it well. People are looking at me, I, they, I need to make sure that I do things well. Why would I want to be someone that does things poorly? Yeah. Why would I want to be perceived as someone that does things poorly? I want to be perceived as someone that does everything very well. So maybe that's a good, it motivates me to do anything. I don't know if, what I would do without it. Do you, do you ever find that it prevents you from doing something? As in, you won't even attempt learning something or, or doing something because you're scared that you I'm won't, sure you won't be sufficiently good at it? Yeah. Like, oh, I won't, let's say, I mean, obviously you're pursuing meditation, but maybe there was a time where you said, I'm not going to meditate, and deep down it was because you're scared you won't Tons be good at meditating. for sure. For sure. Yeah, there's definitely casualties, exactly. So that's, that's the danger. Yeah. And also, okay, so that's one danger, is that it'll actually in practice not be so good for you. Uh, 
And then the other danger is that it becomes like intoxicating in a way that you become too ego obsessed and then it drives you to do bad things, things that you wouldn't have wanted to do. If you feed it at all, then you, you you're walking down a dangerous path. If you feed the ego at all, you're, you think you're automatically going to be... No, it's just maybe something you need to do and you need to know that you need to do it, but you need to be very wary around the edges mm -hmm. or something like that. And, I, and it has to be more clear what the downsides are because I don't and think that's And where the downsides discussed. kick in. Yeah, and how I could be wary of these downsides, yeah. So that's interesting and similar with weightlifting. Like if you want to lift, know that vanity and those things are going to come in and that you maybe utilizing them at all is, is frowned upon. You shouldn't do it. At all. Maybe. Yeah, so then it's not possible. Who's going to lift and not look to have, you know, to be vain or to... Uh, you know, I don't know. That's that's part of why I, I I like prefer strength building to to bodybuilding. I feel like I'm I'm feeding my ego a little less. I know but it. it also could be my ego that makes me prefer strength building because I think of myself as someone that's not vain. Right. Right. <laughs> I think oh I'm not vain. I'm not going to do bodybuilding. I'm going to do strength lifting. I care about being strong. And also the. The numbers thing is, is a similar, uh, it, it might not be the same, but it's a similar... Yeah, yeah, it's, yo, I could lift a lot of weight. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, it is. There's, there's definitely like a, when you keep adding weight and then you realize like, oh wow, I have a decent amount of weight on this bar. Yeah, and what do you, I mean, you get lost chasing a goal that wasn't initially your goal. Your initial goal was to get a, achieve a certain, uh, I don't know what your goal initially was, and then it becomes something completely different because you have to immerse yourself in this world <laughs> yeah. where everyone's lost. Like in bodybuilding, you, you, maybe you go in because you have a healthy respect for your body, you want to take care of it, you want to be strong, those are fair goals, and then you get into this crazy narcissistic self-obsessed community where everyone just wants to look huge and you, and you lose all traction with what's normal way to look yeah because now you started comparing yourself to new peers it's yeah the same as as wealth yeah. yeah so i i don't know where the line is at what, what numbers i think i'm going to be content i like to say i like to tell myself that i don't want to you know i don't want to push it to, to the ends like i obviously think there's a very reasonable number before it becomes unhealthy for the, for the body that i'd like to stop but like i'd like to stop adding weight but i don't know what those numbers are, right? <laughs> not at all. So I could just keep moving up the bar. The numbers are going to always move. It's like me with chess. Oh, when I'm a 1300, I'll be happy. When I, when I said yeah. it when I was an 1100, I'll be happy. When I'm a 1200, I'll be happy. And two, if I do stop, what then? Like I want to maintain my current strength, but I'm going to have to fill the time with something else if I'm not pushing myself as hard in the gym. So you could do... You I could, could start do, doing yoga, flexibility, yeah. and maintain the strength with, you know, twice a week in the gym. Something like just that. Just do a full yeah. body. The sky's the limit. There's a lot of things to do. Yeah. I don't know. So anyway, so yoga is a big rabbit hole. Uh, the skepticism things are deterrence, uh, but I don't know. I just don't know what they're talking about, you know? Why do you choose them? This company in particular? Yeah. I don't know. I looked up a top five list. I quickly may pull the trigger. There actually. are a lot of free yoga apps and... No, I think paying's better and I, I've been confirmed that it's better. That Like YouTube is very hit or miss. This is yeah. good teachers. Someone's vetting this through some very high quality mm -hmm. of some version. I don't know what their goals are exactly or what their beliefs are practice-wise. And there's a hundred teachers on the app and each one has their own methodology. So it's like... 
you could find someone that you like, but yeah. yoga is a whole lifestyle in itself that comes with meditation, and that's overlapping with my meditation also. Yeah. So now you have to do the, these teachers recommend their own meditations, or you practice breathing in a square. So evening, I added a meditation, a to yoga it, meditation, a thirty-minute yoga meditation from Yoga Glow. Ah. So that's now my. I could say my evening. I think I finished uh, my morning. My let's finish the morning quickly, and then we'll go back. Um, morning. Then I have uh, music, which I've been hit or miss. I haven't been liking playing because I've been drilling it so rigorously. And then today I ha had like 10 minutes before I had to get here or whatever. I was like, just play. You have to play every day. And instead of playing, I knew I only had a couple minutes to play. I was just thinking about emotional, but not a super emotional thing, just thinking about things and playing spontaneously. And it was very beautiful. I was like finally expressing and that wasn't a part of my practice enough. Mm -hmm. It's hard to get to a place where like that. Your practice was just drilling or playing songs. Yeah, I know. also play along to songs though, so there's supposed to be room in it, but I just w haven't been accessing that part of what music is through the monotonous structure that I've built for myself. And when it, same thing with chess. If you're not playing games, you're not, nothing's going to bring you back it, yeah. to the... You have to have the part that you love about it. So you think like a 10-minute game, a 30-minute game, and tactics. That's too overwhelming. I don't know. It's just learning is just like the, it has to be the, just the right amount that you could chew, that you feel you could chew and still be excited about it. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a crazy balance. Like you have to keep yourself engaged at the end of the day. Yeah, it's, it's happened to me this semester. Like there's some classes that they just weren't enjoyable enough. Mm -hmm. And you lose, I, you lose your motivation. Yeah, what classes? Uh, calculus three, because it's really it's like it's not, it's just it, to me it's not what math is supposed to be. You don't like it. It's the way it's taught is just there's so many wild concepts in there that like I would love to try to wrap my head around. Mm. But instead of understanding them and trying to really get like this strong you know conceptual understanding, they're given as tools as use this to calculate x, and that's like, where did this come from? What does it mean? I could see that it means something insane, but I have no idea what it means. It's like uh, the proofs, like in, in logic, when they give you a piece of, or code, where they yeah. give you a piece of code, you plug it and it works, but you don't know yeah. what's inside of it at all. Well, I don't like coding like that. Like they're, they're a lot, like a huge part of coding is going online, finding pieces of code and, and putting it into your, into your program it, yeah. and then connecting it, all of it. But I, have never really liked doing it because I don't understand what these people are doing. I'd much rather write it myself where like I understand it, I designed it. You know, maybe you have to study the tools and know exactly. Yeah. yeah, it's like using apps in your life. Do you want to build all your own apps? The apps yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure better. not, for sure not. There are some apps that I wouldn't be interested in building but I would love to use. Right, but then they're never perfect if you didn't build it. Same thing as, but I get what you're saying with and, the code. And it's, po it's possible that learning these tools in Calculus 3 will, will be important for other parts of math that I could understand and I'm going to use these tools to understand. But this is, this is three months. It's a lot, a lot of time to spend in a row without any glimpse of something no, enjoyable. That's not good, yeah. Just using the tools. Well, like I'm learning uh, P5.js. It's a JavaScript library. So are you saying that when I tell it draw, function draw, someone built that function. Uh, you know, I don't know how it knows that whatever I put in yeah. the draw loop to draw it. You want to build even those no, pieces? No, no, I obviously don't because I'm still using coding languages, right? I'll code in right. whatever language. I'm not giving the machine ones and zeros, which, right. are, which, is, where it's, it, which is its raw language. Right. But within my code, 
I'd like, you know, th things could go wrong because of pieces of my code. I'd like to, to understand all of it. Right. Yeah, yeah, no, I know what you're talking like, about. Like imagine you have to, you, you copied someone else's piece of code and the draw function within the library is, is gonna work perfectly. But imagine like you got this piece of code off the internet and for some reason your code isn't doing what you want it to do. Now you're gonna have to go and debug this piece of code that you didn't write. It's very frustrating. That's, that's gonna be the worst feeling in the world. Yeah, but you have to be able to do it, I, I think. Especially yeah. if it could help you skip a lot of steps. Well, it's kind of like using Apple apps versus non-Apple apps. That's how I'm seeing it now then. Because Apple apps are like the coding language. It's yeah. basically gonna work. Non-Apple apps, now you get invested into this other app, they could just drop the app at some point. It could not be uh, Yeah, yeah, it's, it's it, brutal. Does the code even need to be upcap those? Yeah, someone created this bridge yeah. and it needs to be upcapped. When Apple updates their software, sometimes, usually not, they're pretty good at making it not necessary, but sometimes the code needs to be updated. In an app, and I'm saying even in the patch that you're pulling. Is that what it's called, a patch? Oh, that, yeah, if I'm using someone Does else's code. Does that need to be upkept? Yeah, sometimes. Some, like if I'm, or if I wanted to do something slightly different, I'm gonna have to And how many it. reviews could you read on that? Whatever it's called, what is it called, patch? Yeah, uh, reviews on it. Oh, like, yeah, yeah, I could read. They usually have like, uh, you know, like uh, stack exchange uh, threads, like someone will post a code, people will comment on it, but very minimal, like, you know, th three or four people commenting on it. Yeah, and you could build your code around... Uh, around this thing that you don't know. You're, it's like a heart transplant. Yeah, and it's a heart you, that we don't it's know how it works. It's your heart, you don't know if your body is receptive to it. Right, and it could impact the way you had to think about things if you understood how it worked. Yeah. So you basically, in math, you want to understand how it works. Very important to you. Yeah. Also, that's just what I find more enjoyable. Right, so without any of that... What it really comes down to is what I find enjoyable. Like the part of it inspires you, yeah. yeah. And you can't even really understand it without being inspired, I kind of feel like. Like you could learn music on paper as much as you want, but like you'll never really understand it unless you actually feel what it feels like to do it. I don't know, maybe that's true or maybe that's not true. Yeah, I, I agree with that absolutely. Like I don't, I feel like I didn't know what mathematics was until certain parts of, of the past year when I was learning math and it was really like understanding this very abstract idea. And I was like, wow, this is what mathematicians did and do. And what we've been learning our whole lives as mathematics really is more similar to arithmetic. It's how to calculate certain things given tools. Uh, linear algebra was a fantastic course. Um, many times understanding how these like, you know, bases for things, these uh, like I would call them pillars, come together to create structure. I don't I, I could go into in more detail, you but no one's going to understand that. Okay. Um, yeah, so you have those moments though, right? And then the whole field opens up, you're like, oh, this is what it's about. Yeah, that, that's what it was about. It's like music, like it's about expressing the heart. It's not about playing a piece of music on paper. Right. And anyone who's made music knows it's not about that. But for people who, who consume music or who are trying to learn to make music. But it, that, that's the big question that I've been having with music lately is that there will come a point where a computer can make it better than a human and fake all the things fake that the heart, made yeah. it, that the human part that you thought mattered. Yeah. So like I, I was at a Dave concert uh, a few nights ago 
and they took out some instruments and added in some new instruments. So really everything they're playing is new. Like they're figuring, they're making the music new in front of you. They're not playing anything that they played before. It's like they obviously they have the structures, but it's unbelievable to watch and it's very, very thrilling. Yeah. The most thrilling part for me. And I guess that's why, because you know that it's being created. You're, you're kind of watching it be created. That's what you want. But eventually, computers will be able to create on the spot. I don't know if, if that'll look like anything or if we'll yeah. care about that. Yeah, well, it won't be the same as going to a concert, maybe, but... but why is it more appealing that it's being created in front of you, though? What's the... It uh, seems more authentic, and maybe perhaps they're creating it off the energy of the crowd. Yeah, yeah, is, you're so a part it's, it's of created, it. Yeah. It's created to you. No music. It's customized to you, with you, with yeah. the whole experience. Yeah, it's really cool. Like you're feeling the vibes of the crowd. Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. they're feeling it for sure. And they're, and they're feeling off it. Of it. Yeah, and they're performing for you. That's, pro that's probably crazy. But let's say there's going to be a computer that could know how you're feeling at a given moment and just play, right? Like you just go to Spotify and you click play. There's no song you're playing, you just click play and it just starts playing to you. Like you have sensors in your body, it knows everything that's going on in your it's brain. Manipulating you the way you want to be manipulated. Yeah, manipulated. you just want to feel good. Okay, okay so I have another really good one good. on this topic. So we, oh, we should post that article. Maybe I should have gone into that also. So I read an article on Saturday night about how to set your phone up to optimize your time or something like that. It okay. was like a 72 minute read. I sent it to you. Yeah, you sent it to me. Okay, so it was a very, very long article. So I've been practicing a lot of the different things in that article. So that, that was interesting. And maybe we should get into that. I would do a whole thing on phone, but I guess we're not experts in that field. I don't know, but it was good. Um, bottom line, y y you need to use your phone. You need to set it up to be a tool and not it using you. So a lot of stopping it from notifying you about things you don't care about, having it notify you in ways that you want it to notify you, keeping it clean, keeping your eyes in the right places. And we kind of hit that last time with the consumption and we could go back there if we want. Um, but one of the suggestions was to use brain.fm. It's like the brain music, scientifically engineered to make you more productive. The right rhythm, wavelength. Uh, Did you try uh, it? I've been using it. I don't know. Yeah, it's good. I never noticed that there's music on and I'm working. Don't you don't even notice that there's music on, and maybe it focuses you better. So I, I also tried it out recently. The other day after I... After Brain.fm? No, no, but the brain music. Spotify, what? Yes, but, but someone else put it on. Spotify. Spotify, though. whatever. Yeah, Spotify. I don't know what it was. I could like find I have out. some on Spotify, so why do I need to pay $20 a year for special Yeah, how much better music? is Brain.fm? Anyway. Well, I want to support projects like these, though. You want to support these projects? Yeah. But maybe listening on Spotify is enough support. Nah, that's bullshit on Spotify. They get a penny, not even a penny. No, not only it. that, they're fake, they're not really making it. Well, how do you know there's no it's one who really made it? window dressing, I don't know. But there could be someone who really made it. I can't find it. I just go to the Spotify playlist. They're not good. Maybe it is, but this I know that they're revolving their whole business around this. So they have significant incentive to make it actually good. But maybe that, that's it, maybe it just works because everyone is less skeptical of the product they have to pay for. Fine, Sarah said, uh, Big Bird said that, placebo. I was like, look, Yeah, if I'm it's down a placebo, I'm happy. Yeah. <laughs> placebo me into being more focused. Yeah, I'll take it. That's a, a, a statistically relevant 
effect, the placebo effect. Yeah, right? very relevant. So much so that like they're, you know, they, they're looking into it on its own as a means to, to be a medicine. Okay, let's induce as much placebo as possible. <laughs> so, anyhow, so yeah, brain music. So you listen to it on Spotify though, okay? Yeah, yeah. so after eating, I listened to some, some brain music and meditated and it, it was great. I didn't notice the music, but I was just meditating. And you used it for meditation, the brain yeah. music. So they have meditation on my brain dad FM also. They have different ones for different things. Sleep. Maybe I should be sleeping with it and maybe it gives better sleep. It gives better sleep, possibly. That's what they claim. Yeah, it's very possible. Is there concern that, like, I was thinking about this actually today about eyesight, but the same about hearing things, I guess. Is there a concern that these things are, are radically changing the structure of our brain and we could get addicted to them or dependent on them? Well, definitely our ears are going to go. I mean, I'm not a scientist. Oh, because of having things in our ears. Yeah, that, that, that probably. I said they'll make better uh, hearing aids. Hearing aids. <laughs> yeah, no, but I, I'm more concerned about the brain structure. Like everything we listen to, everything we see causes certain things to happen in our brain and our brain learns from that and, and changes. Every interaction, our brain, you know, is doing certain things and strengthening th those pathways. So, like, if we hear or see certain things, that could be similar to other experiences, you so know? So, very similar to the consumption. What we consume changes the structure of our brain, I agree. Yeah. So, the brain.fm seems like a better thing to consume. It maybe, but maybe it's going to change your brain in, in a way that we term, don't know. it's good, but in the long term, it's Yeah, bad. maybe it helps you get a better sleep, but it's maybe limiting creativity in the long term or something. How do we... It's a mess. Okay, how do you know the music that you listen to? You just go yeah. based on the... Yeah, how can we know anything? So that's the reason to go for a more traditional thing where you're able to evaluate the impact that it's had on someone's life already. Yeah, exactly. Maybe you pick a band where you've been able to see what their uh, people who are very devoted to it are and follow that path. Yeah, or everyone listens to regular music a little, you know, but if I listen to hours and hours, if I use brand.fm to sleep, to meditate, while I eat, while I work, you know, suddenly I'm giving it a lot of hours, this one producer not so good. Seems risky. Maybe it is good. Yeah, so is giving Sam Harris so much access to your brain a good idea? It could yeah, be I don't know. Also. Very risky. I was at a Dave concert, like I said, and, and I was just like, was like getting a little whatever, and I was just like, this is just the best place to be. You have your teacher here. For three hours, they're going to play exactly the sounds they think you need for healing. So just enjoy it. Soak it in, you know? So yeah. I think that's interesting, and that's the same thing with all of the people that are making content. But we don't. How do they? They don't know what it's effect. They don't actually know you. what's good for me. Yeah, he's not a healer. He just knows in the short term what fans like to hear. He doesn't know in the long term what no, they need. No, no. But that's the process of making music. There's something about that, that expression that. Uh, yeah. I think I don't know. That's like. I think hearing that expression of heart is just healthy. Something, yeah. There's got to be, there's some, obviously music there, I feel like there's a lot to be studied on music because I feel like people don't know very much. No, I don't think we do. But it, obviously people are claiming it has like this monumental impact on them, you know, like uh, on the highest levels of experience. Yeah, sound in general, I think. There's like, I wonder, there are so many sounds, words have di certain sounds, like is that coincidental or do the sounds actually mean something to us as well? Raw sounds, sounds are the things that mean something. No, to do, do the raw sounds, isolate, taken away from the from the from the language. You have to listen to a different language, and so you yeah. know it's all. Uh, 
could you tell if someone curses in a different language? No, yeah, but we could definitely tell when they're angry, when they're sad. That Can for you? sure. Across all cultures, some people you think they're always yeah, angry yeah, at you. Yeah, yeah, some languages just sound different. Well, I'm, I also want to know, like, someone who's grown up in this culture, like someone who's grown up with English, but then, like, if you could temporarily take English away from them, the language, and expose them to English, obviously you can't, but expose them to English sounds, because then they, like, understand the culture and everything. They just don't know the language. A baby. No, but it they, is yeah. the sounds, though, but the sounds then get packaged away neatly in the brain yeah. and, and labeled, but it, the thing you're responding to is, is the, the sounds. sounds. Yeah. Which is a crazy thing to think because you think you're responding to the words. You're Maybe responding you are to responding sounds. to the words. I don't know. Someone looking at us sees, sees monkeys in a cage going, ooh, ooh, making just random sounds. Someone who doesn't speak the language or someone who doesn't know language. Yeah, we're responding to sounds. We just we're definitely sounds responding to other. sounds, but we put it into a word box and then think that at least we're responding to the words. Yeah. It's crazy. So sound, music, all of it. People know so little. We don't know how, how it impacts us. Like we're doing our best to think if I listen to this, it feels good in the short term. I, I had a long conversation about, like I think listening to hip hop is kind of fits in the weightlifting category uh, box of things. That it has a role, it's kind of like armoring your soul. It's like almost immersing in these dark ideas and dark visions of what mankind is. And I'm just a killer and anyone will kill from me and uh, I'll, I'll kill them right back. And like just meditating on those ideas. And there's a time where maybe you want to armor yourself. You need to armor yourself. You're, you're being attacked so violently that the only thing that you could do is get stronger or that's the best response. Um, and then maybe, but I don't think that's the ultimate power. That's why I think that yoga is maybe closer, that there's a power that comes from, uh, you know, somewhere else. Yeah, yeah, I, I definitely had that feeling as well. Recent, very recently I had that realization. I was listening to like some playlist on Shuffle and a Kanye song came up and most of the playlist wasn't hip hop or rap or whatever. And this Kanye song came up and I was like jarred. I was like, ah, ah. I was like, what is this? So much hate. You didn't like it. No. I, I, so I have to preface my opinion. I love rap music. Like, I've definitely used rap music. I like it a lot. I listen to every single thing that comes out. But I understand that it's a... Yeah. That, that there's a... Fu I do think that there's a function, and there's a reason why young people, I think, like it. Because there's some kind of, like, F off that thing that needs to be said to authority that is able to be expressed in that. And that there's a moment where, may, where you need to do that, and maybe you're being oppressed. Yeah, it's yeah, the music sure. of, oppr of oppression, kind yeah. of. So you're being oppressed. This is the, what you would just say. You, you view everyone as animals because they'll oppress you as willingly as, uh, you know, and as quickly as it's profitable for them to do so. And uh, it's, a, it's a crazy thing. So it has an impact on you. Maybe it's a good, maybe you need that impact. But like we're all like alchemists, like a, a little sprinkle of this, a little sprinkle of that, yeah. trying to mix up like the perfect brew of of consumption to make us feel good. And we're yeah. probably so imprecise and we have no idea. Yeah, the, uh, so I do, I, I do sometimes like to listen to rap. And this song was in the playlist because I put it there. Right, but in <laughs> but, that moment. But in that moment where like, I didn't listen to rap, hip hop in a while. And I went back to listen to this playlist. And suddenly that song came on and I was shocked because I just saw it from a side that I've never seen it before. Right. I saw it as something filled with anger and anger really not I said hate before but really just filled up to anger mm -hmm. and I was shocked so 
yeah, there, there are people who probably need to, to listen to anger or need at least a, a, a means to connect with the anger they have to realize it. It fits in with the uh, impure motivations. Yeah, yeah, it does. You're using this impure motivation as a way to solve a problem that maybe the, the real way to solve it or the right way to solve it would be very long and tiring. Yeah. And, oh, this is also, uh, and we're hitting at it because, okay, so you say, all right, don't do it. It's a shortcut and it's going to end up charging you on the back end. But yeah. it is the only thing that's creating engagement what you need. You need to be engaged. If you're not engaged, if it's not enjoyable, you're not gonna, you're not gonna learn anything. Right. Yeah. But yeah, I guess it's just because these people, people who, who have anger or feel anger and everyone else is, is like trying to shut it away. But if you, if you have these feelings, you need to express them in some way, otherwise you're gonna explode at some point. So maybe this is a healthy way to realize, be in touch with what they're feeling through the music and obviously there should be a longer term solution. I don't know what the longer term solution is. You maybe it just passes over, you lift for a while, you armor yourself up and, and then you realize you, you need you to realize. be strong. Mm -hmm. Or maybe you are being attacked in that moment and you need a lift to, to not, I mean maybe there's a way to, without armor, just sit and bear it all. To deflect it yeah. or something. Or absorb it even yeah. better. I think this is trying to deflect it. So that maybe there is a way to absorb it all and that's a higher level but you maybe would crumble or not it absorb it let it pet let it pass through you yeah yeah right fine better let it pass through you but maybe you're, you're not, not strong be able enough to, let to it have this amount you. of of feeling whatever the feeling is you're gonna just crash. flow through you you're not you can't channel that much yet you're gonna get traumatized yeah and that could do a lot of damage so if this is the solution then this is not so the you worst. put on put on armor but maybe in the process of putting on armor, you're, you're strengthening the attack also. The more armor you put on, the heavier the blows become. The blows worked if you have to put on armor. That's, I think, more of it. Yeah. You Now you, you, you had to react to the blows. They accomplished what they wanted to, some of what they wanted to accomplish. Yeah, they force If you get violent and strike back at the blows, because that's maybe the next step after you put on the armor, then uh, it already won. Uh, who was talking about that, Carlin, that with terrorism, that the goal of the terrorism is to incite you into fear, into aggression back. The best thing for them would be if you uh, fight back. That's exactly what they want. Yeah. They're just trying to inspire terror. So maybe there's like an in-between stage. They can't quite let the blows pass through them but you could step aside so that the blow misses you. And that's like maybe an easier change to make. Change yourself so that you don't feel like you're being, you know, so you're not, you're not directly in the bullseye. The attack is... Or just be aware, I think is what we're saying. All right, you want to lift, know that that's what's going on. You know uh, that it's coming and you'll start to let some of it pass through and, and yeah. slide through and whatever. And maybe as you have more armor, you'll feel more willing to risk letting a little pass through. And you'll go, you'll, you won't get as carried away putting on the armor. Yeah. You'll put on the appropriate amount that you need, the minimum necessary dose of the armor, and then you'll be quick to put it down. You won't get caught up in, in vanity or whatever is going to make you go crazy and, and yeah. never let go of it. I think about that a lot in the body also, that you, you really want to release the the neurological holding patterns is how it's been explained to me, where you have tension. So like, a, let's say as a kid you were yelled at, you made this pit in your stomach and you locked your stomach and you just held it like that for weeks at a time. So 
Now your muscles are broken. They only know how to hold. So they're stuck in this holding position. And, uh, and they're afraid to release because of what they would feel with an empty belly or yeah. something like that. So you probably want to release. But I guess that's lifting also has a place. Like you said, expressing. Like I, I said, Elliot Hulse before. Uh, you just go nuts and you're throwing tires and yelling and you're letting the whole front of your body vibrate. He spoke once. This is an unbelievable uh, moment. He was speaking at an RSD event, his first time like speaking with them and he like had these people like leaning back and they're vibrating, their necks turning red. They couldn't speak loudly because they became very stifled and he's doing all this opening stuff, whatever. And at some point he just goes nuts. He starts pounding his chest, yelling, getting the crowd into a frenzy, screaming like that we've been made to be quiet and that we, this is in us where men and like roaring, you know, and like the yeah. full extent of what a, a roar would be. Um, and maybe there there is a necessary place for that uh, expression of that. And I think that's part of what lifting is trying to hit at. Yeah, to, to tap into uh the certain part of us that needs to be expressed and expressing it. Yeah, maybe this you need to know that you're a killer. Yeah. I, I, I could kill someone. If someone tried to kill me, look, I don't want to. I could. Maybe I need to know that. Yeah. And then once you know that, you know, maybe is, is that the turning point? Like, do you... The question is why, and this is what we were talking about before, why doesn't someone then want to be a, always be a killer? Know that, always know that they're a killer that they could be a killer. Yeah, or just be a killer yeah. if it's going to be more effective. <laughs> or just be a killer, yeah. Show themselves they could kill. Yeah, I don't know, because then it, it just know, you know that that leads to a bad place. Yeah. So at some point with the awareness, the, the mission was accomplished. Like, what about learning to fight? Yeah. Maybe you, sh- you should know how to fight. You, you could have to know how to fight. It doesn't mean you're, you have to be evil to... to Know that you need, might could need to. Yeah. Yourself, it's like I feel like a lot of uh, karate forms are are su- supposed to be about self defense. You're not not to attack anyone, but you should know how to fight. Yeah, the world is a very dangerous good. place. We should acknowledge that it's a dangerous place and prepare. Uh, uh, the Jedi would still train how to fight, yeah. right? The even though they're using the light side of the force. Right, but the way that they fight. So that's what. What does the training look like? How do you train this aggressive side of you in a in a good way? Like I don't think rap music is the ultimate yeah. way to train, or even doing pickup might not be the ultimate way to train this part of you. Like there's a way to get at. The, I think also just as men, there's such a repression that goes on in terms of like your sexuality and and like being a man, and I think that that's been a, a very difficult adjustment. Uh, for how a man would be in the field versus how we are now. We can't fight. We can't, we're not even supposed to get angry. Like, the negative, those emotions are bad emotions. Yeah. Uh, I guess, it, it, like, you, you could stick with the analogy, right? The, the, the dark side of the force, the way they learn to fight is, like, aggression, similar to the weightlifting and whatever. And the light side of the force, they're, they're not, like, you look at the, those Jedi, they're not, like, super powerful uh, at least on the surface level. They're quick, agile, clear-minded. They have internal power or something. Yeah. So that's maybe it. Meditating, yoga, like you're building strength. Well, that stuff was definitely designed after meditating, right? After yeah. meditating, that's their answer. That For there's sure. a way to build strength that's not that way. But they wouldn't just meditate. They would still, they would still train. But they didn't do any releases. You never see any Jedis like yelling like crazy or anything like that. No, but you see their face strain sometimes. 
think yeah. of like, yeah, they're when they're really using the force. There's yeah. a real internal struggle. Yeah, but it's not, it doesn't need to be physical or emotional. they still feel emotions, right? What do they do with their emotions, the Jedi? I don't know, that's interesting. So basically we want to live the way of the Jedi, fully embodied uh, people. Mm-hmm. So this is one more piece that I wanted to hit. So w- we're talking a lot about consumption and what's consu- good to consume and what's bad. So last week you spoke about binge mode Harry Potter and it was quick like oh, overconsumption because it's obvious, it's called binge mode. Yeah. It's designed to, to create intellectual gluttony, but there is a reason why it's compelling to, and maybe good to consume. Okay. I think. Let's hear the reason. Do you think, you don't think? It's kind of like a Peterson-esque uh, argument that the stories are very, uh, very powerful devices to, to go over these uh, truths that you couldn't otherwise get. Yeah, but the question is, do I need to uh, rationalize those truths? Do I need to like, put words on them to understand them? I already read the stories, right? I read the books countless times. I know the stories. But it's a reminder. It's like uh, reading the Parashah every yeah. week, maybe. So maybe there should be a more condensed summary of the story than hours and hours reinvested into it. The question is if it's time. Is it valuable in any way, though? I'm sure. Well, let's, let's assume that the stories have good lessons. We don't, even, we don't even know that. Obviously, they feel good to hear the stories. No, but, the people but that doesn't mean that they're that they good have, lessons. Right. We don't know in the long term, it doesn't mean they have good lessons. No. Okay, but let's assume that they do. How much benefit do you really get from hearing the story for the tenth time? It's like reading the parasha every week. Yeah, it probably loses its value at a certain point. But this, when we were listening to this, it was hitting powerful stuff. I don't know. It felt good in the moment. Moved very, very. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, when Dobby died. Yeah, I just listened to that. Oh my god. Yeah, they made it very so sad. sad. More sad than when someone who had sacrificed everything for Harry. Yeah, but then you hear a sacrifice and, and just the way Harry's selfless in all of these things, how he's being so strong. He's not ego motivated at all. No, not at all. You know, like, so he's a hero. It's the, a retelling of the hero's journey, which is, is a... Is a worthy thing to listen to. We, society is deemed that it is. People keep creating these stories and consuming these stories, and this is part of how we're telling... So I'm saying it's a Peterson idea. Yeah. This is part of how we're transmitting these important traits of what a hero really is. So it's, we could go into the podcast and analyze what is it exactly and how do we scientifically uh, work it. And we're, we're relying on the, the Jedi as... Yeah. Uh, there certainly is a... I would think there's a point where it's acceptable, maybe good to listen to. I was listening to four hours a day of binge mode Harry Potter. Right, right. I know. Too much. I'm, yeah. Now, do I still listen? Yes, <laughs> but I've been listening only an hour a day, you know, or less. I'm a slave even. to any of these, or things. less, because they don't post. Uh, uh, I'm up to date, and they don't post a podcast every day. Yeah, you don't want to be a slave to any of these things. So I'm having now. I'm trying to introduce consumption because I have things I like to consume into my diet and my day. It's hard because, like, when do I put it? And I just know it's so addicting. So, like. The fact that it feels so good to consume it yeah. makes it like so. I listened to Sam's podcast and watched the documentary. I felt like that's a good consumption. It was yeah, a that's high a high quality documentary, high quality discussion. I know. So maybe I should program in like some, but I just know like this morning while I was like putting on my shoes, I wanted to consume while I walked to the train. We just spoke about this. Yeah. 
I have a lot of consumption to catch up on, it feels like. My consumption is, is gr gradually <laughs> growing, my pool of podcasts pool that are unlistened to. to. Yeah. So maybe uh, you have too much And now. they're getting more and more tasty, the, the options. Like, okay, I turned down a Mac Pro users podcast two days ago. Now I'm going to have to turn down an ATP episode. Yeah. You know, and then a good one on a topic that I want. And then now, like, my inbox is, uh, is overflowing. Yeah. Well, what I did recently was I didn't, I didn't think ATP really deserved a full hour and a half, hour, 45 no, minutes. To it all. So I put it on two times speed. I've been learning on two times speed. Oh, so I have more stuff to, yeah, okay. Two times speed is key. And I just plowed through it. Yeah, we had some people complain that we speak slowly on this uh, thing. So two times speed. Or you know, one and a half, one and a quarter. So I've been learning to code, and I'm watching this guy's videos on two times speed. I think he's like a crack addict because he's like, what do I want to It looks like he's on, you know, I don't know what. And I like him though, but I definitely think he's weird. Er, because I listen to him on two times speed. Yeah, for sure. If you listen to him on one so times speed, please don't listen to us on two times speed. Yeah, but one and a quarter. You could do that. Yeah. Smart speed on Overcast. None of our podcast listeners have Overcast. People. Yeah. We don't only have to use the ecosystem's apps, even though I am a proponent of using them. Yeah, I, I prefer to, to try to use Apple stuff Stick in the I ecosystem can. if possible. They'll come around for you. Yeah, just simpler. simpler. Use iCalendar. I'm not going to use Google Calendar. Yeah, that what was that? To, I tried it. I'm lost now. I'm not using Google Calendar. Stupid idea, right? Very stupid I'm idea. I have my dumb Google keyboard installed from him. I'm trying to learn to swipe type. No. That's it. I gotta get, if Apple thought it was best for me to swipe type, they would Give me a swipe keyboard, but Apple thinks that I shouldn't swipe type, so I won't swipe type. Is it faster to swipe type? I'm too skeptical. I don't trust Apple. You should, they have co typing competitions. You should they see if that people swipe type. Win. Swipe is winning. Oh, God. That's, that's bad then. So, I don't know. Apple Definitely knows. on an iPad, you should swipe type. Oh, yeah. On a big screen. So maybe I just have to learn how to swipe type. It's it's com speaking a completely different di language. It's crazy. I have this weird clunky Google keyboard on my thing. It's not as good as the Apple keyboard, and I've been swiping sometimes if I can remember to swipe. And I'm learning, so I'm not that fast. Well, the whole purpose is to swipe. You should only let yourself swipe. Even when I text swipe? Yeah, just swipe type. Oh, yeah, but single letter words are not good for Yeah, but do I need swiping. to swipe? Yeah, You're not I supposed to swipe them, so I'm saying it's yeah. clunkier. It's kind of like... If you're riding on the highway, you want to swipe. But if yeah. you're on the side streets, with gears, that was the analogy I was going for. Yeah. You don't want to keep started stopping on the other gears. Yeah. I don't know. My analogy didn't work well. <laughs> I had a I was learned to ride a motorcycle in gears. If you ride around the side streets in Brooklyn, you're going to be alternating between gear two and one, and maybe three, maximum. It's a mess in, in start and stop, because every time you stop, you have to down gear, downshift. I'm not that experienced. And then on the highway, though, where you're in good gears, it might be nice to use gears. Yes. So same thing with swipe typing and texting, which is like the side streets, you don't want to swipe. It seems like the opposite, though. It seems like swipe type is, is automatic transmission, and individually typing is like manually changing gears. Obviously, it's not, but just like... My intuition would be to connect saying. those two. Yeah, but something that there maybe is a different place for swiping. Swipes in the competitions, I don't know. Yeah, I'm not typing at that speed. If you're saying I a lot, you don't want to be swiping. No, and I usually have both hands. Swipe types for one hand. Exactly. Swipe type one hand, do I swipe I think with it's right for one hand? Left? You just swipe with the thumb. Yeah, I've been swiping swipe with, with both, both thumbs. the thumbs. Like if it's closer to this side, I'll use my left thumb. But, but then what about the rest of the word could be on the other side and you already started with one thumb? 
I think it's just always so stick the right to thumb. the ecosystem is our our message there. Um, I don't know how it came up. Where do we get the swipe type? The ecosystem. ecosystem you said. Oh, two times Google speed. Google calendar, two times, two speed. times speed, overcast. Consumption. Okay. Consumption. Yeah. All right, so I could go to my nighttime routine, um, which has been newly devised, but I'm working on it. 9.40 to 10, tea time. Mm, nice. Just drinking tea, no podcast, no nothing. I like that. Meditating. Mm-hmm. Feeling the hot liquid flow down your throat. 10 okay. to 10, 15, and that's the end of my phone. 10 to 10, 15, previous, oh no, it's not. 10 to 10, 15, previous day, overview journal, next day plan. Mm, I like that. So I go write about how I did and what I'm doing tomorrow. It's like calendar work time. 10, 15 to 10, 30, shower. It's just shower. Nice. Nothing else. 10, 30 to 11, my yoga glow meditation. Okay. And then 11 in bed. Wow. Great. Last night I fell asleep at like 11. I ended up waking up this morning at 7 and doing, because we had a rush morning this morning, and doing everything before Mignon and then whatever. So I was ahead. Well, that could be interesting. You should like have the start of your daytime. And if you wake up earlier, Mm -hmm. you get to consume. Because if you did it at the end of the day, you're not going to go to sleep on time. But if you wake up early. No, but I don't want to derail the start with the consumption. It's not. You want to start with meditation. It's not good for the day. That's true. And I don't want to do the consuming. The consuming is it never ends. It never ends. Once it gets you, you're, you're like, I'm like so wary of it. Like, it's like the plague. Yeah. It, it, it's like, you, then you never stop. You start doing everything slower. If I'm consuming while I'm trying to get ready for the day, it's not going to happen as quickly. Do I have anywhere to be or do I just want to consume? Yeah. Oh, so a listener mentioned something interesting. Any other listeners, if you want us to address points you have, email them to us at ernieandb at gmail.com. Ernie and B at gmail.com. So anyway, a user asked, why does, if Ernie wants to learn, mm-hmm. he wants to learn these new things, why doesn't he enroll in college courses? Not for the purpose of getting a degree, Just to but learn. for the purpose of learning. College these are the education suck. institutions. They suck. Yeah. So that's, the, that's really what it comes down to. The institutions that are- And the internet makes them free. And the Yoga internet makes Glow them free. is free. Yeah. Okay, so now I'm learning to code. So I'm using this guy's YouTube channel along with a side-along code editor. I'm actually using Peblio, whatever, it's a learn, whatever. So I'm watching videos and doing coding side-along. And it's way and better I'm learning than, uh, so quick. than being in a college class. And then I have yeah. a mentor that's helping me through it. So there's also uh, another one, coach.me. You get a mentor, so there's a human that'll give you time on these things that you're working on. Does he tell you what to do? He gives you the YouTube channel? I didn't channels subscribe to the coach.me yet. My coach in this case is good. Yeah. Um, Yoga Glow, I don't have any coach, but the platform is pretty good. Let's see what happens. So yeah, I'm not gonna, I'm, not, I'm never gonna learn in the institutions. They really suck, no. unless they get better. How, what's your unless experience they get in the institutions? So I do think that I don't, that there, you know, this is really the only place, like where else could I pursue a uh, high level education in certain and topics? And have the structure at a certain like age. You're, you're learning to code now. That, that's like a very popular beginner thing to do, but now, but I'm taking a Harvard course, uh, CS50. That's another coding course. It's yeah. available online. But I think they're uploading a lot of their courses now online. Yeah. But you need the structure. I mean, it, and no one, yeah, you need the structure. You need the structure. You need the degree-ish. Yeah. You, you need the degree if you want to work for any other company. You need the degree. Yeah. You need the structure. So, okay, at a young age, I get that. Also, I, I wish, like, maybe if I did have the passion, it could be even more useful. Like, if I were, you know, really utilizing access to these high-level geniuses in the field, right? Like, they're top minds in mathematics at, at uh, 
at school that I could speak to or top minds in economics or finance or wherever. And if I were really pursuing education yeah, to the highest a degree. Student, though. Yeah. And then you get mixed in their motives. No, well, I could, I could speak to them if right. I want to. Why don't you make a thing that you can go to office hours? Just go. Yeah, I should. I have to. I have to all the office hours. Next semester. Week. This semester is over. Next semester, I have to, I have to put it in. Just go. Because then you're going to, first of all, have to come up with questions for office hours. It forces you to be so much more engaged in class. You yeah. can have a relationship with all your professors. Yeah, I, sh I for sure should. Just a thing. Go to, that actually should be a thing. Go to office hours, obviously, right? Yeah, obviously sit with these professors. That's who, like the number one thing that you're paying for is access to these people. To the people. professors, yeah. And you got to make the most out of everything. We're in the recording studio here. That's good. There's probably tons of other resources here. The thing is, there are so many resources Too that many resources. It, like it's more than enough for me to do with my time. Like even even classes themselves fill up. A, a, you know, classes and work and everything. They that takes up a, a lot of my time. Yeah, so that's good. You have to take your yeah. classes seriously. That's good for but sure. How is the homeworks, the online stuff? It's been good the way they use all of it. So. Generally, the homeworks have been pretty good. Calc 3, again, I have a problem with, which is part of what makes the class less interesting. Like, I feel like with the online homework, sometimes the professors, since they're not manually assigning the problems, they'll just assign stuff that it doesn't really so, so with the online, align. with the online homeworks, yes. But the written homeworks, they're usually good. They're usually like force you to take what you learned in class and apply it in an example. And through doing this example, you learn more about the matter, subject matter. The online is clunky, right? Because it's too yeah. easy to assign it as a teacher. It's like, oh, I just click this button and they get it. Okay, I'll assign yeah, it. I don't know what it, it is. No respect for our time. But it doesn't match. It's so hard is it, from the educator side to get deep enough. In, it's not your code. Yeah. So I'm going to go dig in, try to figure out what their incentives were, then try to parse their things into tangible bytes and assign them to you. Yeah. You know, or I could just press assign and... You know, they don't realize, they press a sign, it's a hundred of your time, and it would yeah. be one of theirs. With, with actually, with my coding projects, they've all, been, they've all been pretty fair. Because, like, it happens with the computer science projects, they don't give you, like, at first they did very specific goals, but they, they, it's open-ended. You yeah, could solve it however that. you want. Just get, make something that could do this. Now I can make it however I want, as long as it does the function. So I get to do it in my own way. And I automatically end up learning while figuring out how to do it. My first code was so ridiculously clunky. It was like <laughs> yeah. a long, like pages Roundabout long way. random variables. I didn't know how to like... If uh, you went back and redid it, would it be much, much... I picked such a challenging thing. Like my thing has slopes. The slope is like yeah, negative yeah. four, you three. Have to, you have to start that I keep needing to juggle. And like I'm trying to memorize all the coordinates I set up. I wanted to learn the coordinate plane like better. Yeah. So I put pieces on all of the ends of the planes so like I understood where all of them were and then I have them moving at certain slopes and I, yeah. I don't know. So all your, your coding now is graphics based? Yeah, the project that I'm doing now is, uh, is like an art Yeah, well you're doing Java, JavaScript, so yeah. it makes sense. It's like used for front-end uh, That's what I've been doing applications. so far, yeah. So yes, yeah, we'll so I have very little experience with, with front-end stuff. I've had to do like a few like animation, whatever stuff. So what do you stuff. think I should learn? Uh, that's practical or for fun? I don't either. For fun, I think the best things are like the, you know, figuring out how, how to do things in like, like cool algorithms or like my practice instead of building uh, something that you could graphically, you visually interact with, I'll like do these brain teasers, like f find the nth prime number or right. find the whatever. So you just need to like, it's very quick, doesn't take that much time. 
their and riddles, like more of figuring yeah. out how to code things efficiently. It sounds like tactics, chess tactics. Yeah, yeah, more like that. Tactics for building your speed at advanced problem solving. And then like you'll, you'll find a way to solve a certain uh, algorithm, but it might not be efficient enough. How could you do it more efficiently? Like you're making your computer do you know, X amount of calculations, but really it could only have to do half of X calculations. Here's a, a funny one. My chest uh, tactics app doesn't let me listen to audio on my device. Oh, so fantastic. that's why I stopped playing. <laughs> that's no, hilarious. I hate it. <laughs> but it's fair. I won't play. You can't listen to a podcast while you play chess. It's on purpose? Or nah, is it just poor programming? It's just poor programming. Uh, I wish it were on purpose. That's, that's it, it sucks, but I don't use it. Yeah. I want to, okay, I'm not a full-time chess guy. Okay, but it's, it's really fair. If you're going to do chess tactics, don't do it while you listen to a podcast. You're not focusing on either. Okay, there are so many studies that show how bad we are at multitasking. That's like, it's, accept, it's accepted by all educators. Okay, but now I'm not doing either. I can't consume or It's better chess. that you don't do either. What else do you do with your time? Do I'm anything not. else. Just do one thing. I'm trying to do other stuff with my time. Yeah, if you meditate instead of playing chess or listening to podcasts, better. If you read a book instead of playing chess while listening to a podcast. Now, if you're reading a book while listening to a podcast. Yeah, here. That's also a... All right, should we uh, call it? Do we have one uh, thread that we could weave through everything or no? Not quite. Not quite. I do think we hit on the, the motivations for doing things, uh, utilizing uh, the motivations, and understanding that in order to learn, it needs to be engaging, and sometimes there's uh, yeah, shortcuts to engagement, and we're undecided on if those shortcuts are ever worthwhile uh, or if they're always... Uh, it also, yeah, it, it all comes down to a question of what the goal is. and that'll give insight into answering our question. Yeah, but so maybe for another time. Why, give me a quick. Uh, give you a quick one on what the goal is? Or why it matters. Well, if the goal is to actually get somewhere, like then you know, strength lifting and taking the shortcuts, they really are shortcuts. But that might not be the goal. The path is the goal. Yeah, if the path is the goal, yeah. then you just want to be on the purest path. Well, I was thinking the opposite. If the path is the goal, then you just want to enjoy the path. And then you should oh, do strength well, lifting if you need that. Yeah, I guess if, if the path is the goal, then you also need to discuss then how do we quantify the quality of a path. Of the path, yeah. <laughs> All right, we could go. This is what we said in our initial name, that uh, our first episode, Born to Rumba to Wear. Yeah. We don't spend much. I think we have a general idea. I, I actually had this on the list to discuss today, but we could discuss it at a different time. It's like... Sometimes you just glimpse this cl uh, clear desire to do good. God, now that's a bit, how do you define good or whatever it is, but it, it's a clear sense that you have that that's a drive that humans might could have. And I don't know what, exactly what it means. I want to do good and I don't want to do bad. And I know that there is that there is a bad that if I engage with it, that's what I mean by impure motivations, that yeah. it will lead me to a bad place. I know. I, I know that there's a good, and I want to do. I want to do the things within the good, and that I guess when we establish the quality of the path, I would say that there is a. There is a you know, and the good could encompass very bad things. I think that's like the monotheistic idea that the good includes the evil in it. Yeah, like the good could include some amount of weightlifting. Or yeah, anger or anger or is or included in the good. Maybe flipping the tires and yelling like crazy is the good. Mm -hmm. But there's a, definitely that desire to, to promote good, to spread good, even if you say it's positivity or well-being for others, like you, you know. Yeah. Just, we would be skeptical of other things. We're less skeptical of good. 
So to add that healthy dose of skepticism. It's possible that these intuitions we have and these positive associations we have with good are part of good's desire to addict us to good, to doing good. Yeah, it seems likely. So maybe we're just slave to this addiction instead of another addiction. The god of good is uh, really evil. That's well, the point. That no, well, well, well call it, calling it good is, is a misnomer. It had us call it good. But maybe it's just a certain action. And we have a certain craving for this action. Right. And I, I, I like it. So purity, like I said, you want to have pure motives. Maybe that's a fallacious uh, god. It pretends it's pure yeah. and beautiful. And that if you're as pure as it, you'll one day reap tremendous benefits of cleansed clarity. Yeah, exactly. But really, it's a seductive... Uh, agent of lies that will not deliver any of that. Yeah. Or maybe well, it will deliver the, some of it. But. but I do think the monotheistic I idea is that, like I try, it is, encompasses yeah. all of it, that it's not an ascetic pure, that yeah, that is, because that's what they would argue about that, that asceticism is uh, seductive but fake, you know, mm -hmm. extreme. You want to go so extreme and it's not going to pro provide you anything. We're, we're wandering, I think, too far in another direction. Yeah, yeah, we're lost this time. in the woods. <laughs> we're lost in the woods. I so. can see, we, if we don't turn back soon, we'll never make it back in time for, uh, in time for a sunset. Yeah, so I think we're going to have to call it now. All right, fine. That was an exciting path, though. Should so. we just go and, and make it a, a different, why can't we cut it and, and use it for a different time? Well, there's also the time actual time we could we could go for like another five minutes but it's five minutes we have like another 20 minutes we don't want to go no no i think Fine. we should cut it now we'll cut it we'll, we'll return to these these uh trees these trees are exciting all right anyhow we didn't mention our title today but there's one thing that is always good for you and that's the cold pun maybe even that's too radical on your body so you get shock yourself through that shock it's a little on the Wim Hof path. I haven't revisited the banyas since my new... Uh, I, I have said before that I think the uh, well, sauna beats me up in a, in a way that does a little damage to me. It, it depends how hard you go at the banyas. If you only do a few cycles and you don't push yourself too far in those cycles, then I think it's fine. But maybe like sitting in the cold plunge for five minutes. I don't know, but where are the lines? But sitting in the, the cold plunge for for 50 minutes, 55 minutes. We're lost, we, we found ourselves lost in a different set of trees. <laughs> Thanks for joining us for another episode of Cold, Cold Plunge. Plunge.